welcome to Youth Theatre Arts Scotland's Spotlight on the Sector. In this episode, White House's Lisa Williamson talks to Drew Taylor about the positive sides of using Zoom and remembering to engage with the world during lockdown. Hi, Drew. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm excited for today. Oh, lovely. Well, thank you so much for giving us uh, your time today. I'm excited to chat to you. Let's just kick off. Do you want to tell us a wee bit about yourself and where you where you work, organisations you work for, and maybe some of the stuff that you were doing before we went into entered into the global pandemic um yeah so i am a theater director a playwright and i describe myself as a young artist development specialist what that means is that i work with uh young artists from kind of teenage upwards to help them develop their artistry into the the theater profession and and sort of the kind of the myriad of, of jobs that might entail. So I, w- I work with performers, I work with directors, I work with producers, I work with designers, I work with technicians, often from uh, disadvantaged backgrounds. I work a lot in contexts where people have um, mental and um, physical health difficulties. And I, yeah, that, that kind of work has escalated recently and it's been brilliant. So I've done that kind of work with Scottish Youth Theatre. I've just finished doing that sort of work with the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland, mentoring MA musical theatre students through their uh, autobiographical cabaret unit. And the majority of my work in that field is with an organisation called Performance Collective Stranra, which is an organisation to develop the artistry of young people from southwest scotland predominantly dumfries and galloway i'm the artistic director of that organization amazing uh, and i suppose today we are going to chat most mostly about performance collective Stranraer. so do you want to tell us a wee bit about how is the company's work adapted in these past few months and what challenges i mean so many challenges but what challenges did this present <laughs> How long have you got? No. Um, So we have, uh, PCS is an amazing uh, group of people. Basically, we have uh, nearly 30 artists ranging from 18 to 30 who are spread across southwest Scotland. So we've got people right down in Stranra, we've got people in uh, Wigtonshire, we've got people in uh, South Ayrshire, and kind of everywhere in between. And um, what the lockdown has been brilliant for is actually allowing us a way that we hadn't necessarily done so before lockdown to properly connect on a regular basis as you can imagine with with our participants our cohort spread across such a huge geographical region it's really really hard to get everybody in one place at one time (laughs) so what's been amazing for uh, during lockdown is we've started doing weekly um, zoom meetups and those sessions have been absolutely incredible so we've we've done our first town hall which was where all the cohort as many as possible could come together to to chat about what projects uh, PCS is looking to do in the future and input into all of those things get feedback from activity we've delivered uh, previously first time we've ever been able to do that and actually you know the context for it digitally was was brilliant because people didn't have to 
take a day off to be able to then come and, and, and do it all. We have done some loads of creative sessions. We've been developing how you deliver exercises that look at kind of performance activities but on over zoom we've been uh, really honing our um, spoken word skills and writing um, and that's been something that I think has been like an excellent tool for everybody because it sort of provides a really immediate way of kind of dissecting what's happening in the world at the moment And then yesterday we had our special pride version of our Zoom where we watched, it was brilliant, we watched a 20 minute documentary about Stonewall together. We started to develop a piece about pride and we did some writing and it was just an absolutely brilliant, brilliant session and was definitely the most kind of educative of of the sessions we've led, but it's been so pivotal to look at it because like with with everything that's been happening in the world at the moment, um, with the Black Lives Matter movement, with transgender rights being, you know, massively under threat in the States, with JK Rowling coming out, with the comments that she's has, it feels like a really kind of timely moment for loads of kind of minority communities. And it was just brilliant to have all of our cohort present to actually just go, right, this is where the Pride movement actually came from. This is what this is what it's about in its in its inception. And also like providing a bit of information that people didn't know, like Sil- Sylvia Rivera, who was one of the pioneers of the, the Gay Liberation Front in um, America, um, on the first official kind of Pride meetup a couple of weeks after the Stonewall riots, she was actually transgender woman. She was actually like booed off stage um, by the predominantly white middle class gay audience. Um, you know, like she she was one of the people that was literally throwing bricks at, at the riots and was campaigning and was founders of these of these organisations to you know create liberation and change. And she was she was not welcomed by the queer community at the at the time and certainly those assembled and like just just having everybody present learn just about that fact you know that, that these this notion of queer liberation will never happen unless transgender uh, rights are put side by side with everybody else's um and that that has been the problem from the get-go really i think was incredible for everybody to to sit and to 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 learn and to digest and to really kind of take on board for when thinking about these notions in the future absolutely and i suppose that's the that's an interesting thing that zoom offers i suppose because it's not as if in your practice or in, in any of our practice we've not said to to kind of young artists young people that we're working with oh you should go away you should yeah. watch this you should watch this documentary or like read this article or da 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 and it you know a lot of people will do it but not everyone will and then that kind of stilts those conversations i suppose the next time yeah. you meet so be to be able to be together on that Kind of platform and go great let's watch this all we'll watch this yeah. now together and then we'll then we'll talk about it yeah it's a it's a it's a great tool i suppose yeah for me way. it's been it's been absolutely pivotal with so I've, I've been able to work in various contexts since lockdown not just with pcs so i've been working a bit with um the hidden root team in dundee i worked with an organization that's a kind of offshoot of uh, Renfrewshire arts programs thing called Art Boss, which is working with care experienced young people who are interested in producing their own work. And and then of course, doing the things with the Royal Conservatory of Scotland. It's been amazing for me to kind of utilize Zoom 
in its own medium rather than having it as an approximation of, of live contact. And that's been something I've been really, really bold about when I've been talking to producers and organizers of these sort of events and going, okay, from my experience, I've learned that there, this time frame is, 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 a, is a sensible time frame for people to be act, actively able to engage in. That means that if possible, it should be at this time of day to accommodate, you know, generally what people's activities are by this point. Um, and more than that, I, you know, will go right. Here's a here's an activity that you should be you you could do at your leisure afterwards in order to kind of um, assimilate that learning a little bit more. And then more than that, during it, why not use the digital medium um, for people to go away and see kind of actual examples of what's going on? So with spoken word stuff, it's been absolutely amazing to be to be able to go right here is this beautiful poem by Anis Majani who is this beautiful kind of spoken word short film by Ross Sutherland that totally gives you a really easy accessible idea of the kind of stuff that you can create just with your voice and that how how we then can apply that really quickly to creating something beautiful together so yeah I'm, I'm I've been a big fan uh, of, of of the translation of of uh, of my techniques digitally, but still very much missing being in a room with people. <laughs> I know, of course, of course, yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I think that's the thing we all are, aren't we? And it's but it's about, I suppose, as you're saying, like what can it offer? What can it offer us to Zoom rather than? I think that was a shift in my thinking at a time as well of going okay rather than continuously thinking to myself oh I can't do this and I can't do this and I can't do this and I can't do this on zoom but actually what can I do like what does it offer us that we could Mm. never normally do which and then that that shift in thinking can help you so I suppose yeah how do you how do you think this may influence or change your work moving forward like as lockdown starting to ease a little bit what what are you Um, I think with with the uh, PCS activity we will definitely try and and keep up with the with the zoom meetings I think that it's been a really really important factor for establishing far more of a collective company sense with with our lot what we have the privilege of is with with kind of pots of funding that we that we get we we put a lot of that effort and a lot of that money into running residential artist development labs and we've done i think five and these are like incredible intense residential uh, long weekends where everyone comes together and and develops their artistry everyone stays together we eat together we're sort of sequestered in the country it's just an absolute dream and you can see the development of people happening overnight it's just sublime but they take a lot of effort to put together so it's been it's been really beautiful with the zoom stuff to be able to realize that there are other ways that we can kind of keep that momentum going um and and also to to kind of put put the responsibility of people's professional development into their hands uh, much more directly you know like so today later on i will be sending out to the cohort a bunch of uh, workshop opportunities one of which is the the white ass playwriting uh, workshop which is literally just you know 
here is a brilliant opportunity. This is something we thoroughly recommend that you do. This is something that you know you can document that says that you've done it and it will help with your professional development. And it's you know lockdown has given me the time to be able to look for these things, but actually because I know now kind of where to find all of them, I feel like I want to kind of keep that going as well. That you just kind of go right. Here's the opportunity. If it if it costs any money, we can help you because it's not going to be that much every time. And off you go essentially. This is a, a brilliant way to develop your your artistry. So what does what does plan? I mean, this is this is a difficult question, I suppose, because it's so unknown at the moment for us all. What does planning for the future look like for you now? For me, on a really personal level, there's just been a shift. I'm. I found myself like hitting lockdown at a point of kind of creative exhaustion in uh, in a sense of my own work. Like I'd, I'd just written, directed a show that had toured around Scotland as part of the touring fund, a, um, a brilliant performance called Thick Skin, Elastic Heart. And I had yeah hit a point where the development of various things had not stalled, but I was just in a process where I was just feeling like I didn't, have the capacity to kind of plow my way through my own authorship of, of, of performance work and uh, yeah I had a had a long chat with myself and I was like right am I okay to be in a position where the majority of my working is in kind of advocacy roles so a, a lot of that is with PCS and potentially with another project um, upcoming which is going to be Scotland's new queer arts festival so watch this space for that I'm working on that with um, Annabelle Cooper and Fraser McLeod and we are awaiting our uh, funding from Great Scotland English Trust <laughs> um, and basically I said to myself am I okay to have those two as my kind of main job and my answer to that was yes. And then in my in my actual spare time, I can do my garden and hang out with my cat and like have have a nice life. I think it is an incredible, incredible space to operate in. But I think also we have to keep remembering, and I tell this to people all the time, that working in the arts is a job. Yes, it's a vocation. Yes, it's a passion. Yes, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But like your own health has to come first above all above all of that stuff. So I'm I'm looking forward in the future to kind of prioritizing that a wee bit more, but still really really investing and really embedding in with everything that I've been building up to this point just not necessarily advocating for my own stuff at the moment there will come a time when i'll come back to it and that's fine but right now i'm i'm all about lifting others up and supporting people and uh, in the meantime making space for for my own health which brings us beautifully on to the final question which was uh, all about you. Uh, what does self-care look Oof. like for you um, at this time? Falling asleep with my cat purring on my chest. Um, if you've ever had that, it's the most amazing feeling. Um, I've got this giant cat. He's called Samson, and he's very, very big. <laughs> and the motor on him when he purrs is just beautiful and totally meditative. I, I can be out in seconds when, when he's like that. And it, he's not particularly satisfied by that outcome because he's like, no, no, I came on here to you know to, to get stroked. So can you can you do that, please? Uh, self-care to me is definitely finding time to go outside um, and actually a, a new thing I've kind of really started to embrace over the last week is remembering to engage with the world a little bit I think that everyone has had the capacity to 
find their way through their own bubble and I think that's been so important to put yourself in a, in a situation where you're creating safety and security and sanctuary around yourself but I found that that has felt a little bit too insular at times and has become something that means that I am becoming I wouldn't say blissfully unaware but sort of the opposite of blissfully unaware just unaware of kind of what's happening in the world and I found just making sure that my outside time isn't just in my garden my outside time is definitely going for a walk in the park or even just a walk down a few streets where there's actual people and you know remembering that the world outside does exist and to kind of have your own soft launch into it again feels like an important weight and and like vital thing to describe how you do it because the world is going to come crashing in and we need to be ready for that and i think it's going to always be a, a more beneficial thing in these circumstances to like gradually introduce yourself to it rather than having it all kind of bombarding you next time you step out your front door yeah because i think that's part of the difficulty and in initially going in for a lot of us and in initially going yeah, into lockdown is yeah. that it did feel so sudden wasn't it it was like that okay everything's shut you're indoors all the time it's that shock shock to the system so you're right we have the potential to have it the, the other way around when when we could start going back out again Amazing, thank you so much, Drew. It was so great to chat to you and hear everything that's going on and excited to hear how everything develops with Performance Collective Stranraer and fingers crossed yeah. for your for your Creative Scotland funding and everything well, keep, that's keep coming an eye out in on the our social so media channels. We'll definitely be sure to um, loop Whitehouse right in. Um, we, over the next few days, um, we will be putting out our second art guide, which is part of our professional development programme. Um, one the, the first one was done by uh, Little Old Me and the second one is made by Sarah Rose Graeber and the art guides are designed to just give anybody um, our cohort but anybody who chooses to watch them an idea about uh, an artist currently working in Scotland uh, you get to look at their practice you get set some beautiful um, creative tasks and you just have kind of 20 minutes of, of, of joy um, sitting in uh, someone else's headspace for a bit they're really beautiful and uh, our new art guide will be released next week amazing thanks so much Thanks for listening to this episode of Spotlight on the Sector. Find out more about Youth Theatre Arts Scotland's work on our website at www.ytas.org.uk.